Good morning. Welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church this morning. We are excited that you have chosen to worship alongside of us this morning, and we are excited that you are here. We want to welcome any guests that we may have this morning. Uh, if this is your first time visiting with us, or if you've been here a few times, uh, we, we want to welcome you. We are excited that you are here. We would love to get to know you a little more this morning, uh, and we'll talk about that, how we can do that here in just a little bit. Um, I wanted to take note of the flowers that are placed in our sanctuary this morning. The flowers are placed in memory of Dorothy Edwards in honor, and in honor of our teacher, Ruth Pace, by the Dorothy Edwards Sunday School class. So we wanted to take note of these beautiful flowers that were placed in our sanctuary this morning. would like for you to take a look at your bulletin this morning, to take a look at the tear-out that is in your bulletin. I would invite you to tear that out this morning. If you have a prayer request, anything that is special on your heart this morning for yourself or for others, um, or if you are a visitor and you would like some more information about our church, if you would like to give us more information about you, or if you are interested in learning more or joining our care ministry, we would ask that you would take this tear out, that you would fill it out this morning, and that you would place it in the offering plate. Uh, we would love to get to know you more and love to, to be able to pray for you this week as well uh, if you have that need in your life. Uh, just a few announcements regarding this evening and a few things that will be coming up here in the week ahead. Uh, this evening at 5 o'clock, we will start our spiritual growth session on Psalms. Uh, Jason Blanton will be leading in the fellowship hall, and so we would invite everyone to come back at 5 o'clock tonight for those spiritual growth sessions. Um, immediately following those spiritual growth sessions, uh, the AV sound training will take place in our lighthouse room. So anyone who is interested or who has volunteered with Roger to help with the upcoming new sound system and equipment that will be coming in our sanctuary soon, uh, that training will take place at 6 o'clock tonight in the lighthouse uh, right after the spiritual growth session. So we would invite you to come back to that as well. Uh, this Coming up this week on Wednesday, the children's program will be having a family night Disney movie. Uh, they will be showing the movie Inside Out. Uh, that will take place from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Uh, that is a correction from what's in the bulletin. The bulletin says 6 to 7, um, but it will be from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock this Wednesday. Also with the children's ministry this week on Tuesday evening from 5.30 to 7, there is a pre-K family splash time at the picnic shelters. There will be some time with some water and some different things going on with Miss Ellen on Tuesday night. And so we would like to invite the pre-K students and, and their, their families this Tuesday. Uh, also coming up this week, we want to take notice on the back of our bulletin that this coming Saturday, our youth will be taking a day trip to Carowinds. The cost of that trip will be $35, um, and we would like for our youth, if you're interested in going maybe as a chaperone, we would like for you to go with us as well, so we just wanted to take note of that happening this weekend. Um, not next Sunday, but the next Sunday, July 24th, as you can see on the, the bottom of the back of your bulletin, um, there is a family night at the Shelby Mission Camp in Shelby. Uh, there will be supper, we'll have hamburgers and hot dogs and baked beans and, and, and just some great food. The meal will be $5 per person. Um, you can sign up if you go by Keith's office. There is a sign-up sheet on the door. We would ask that you would sign up uh, before next Sunday. So if you have time this week or on next Sunday uh, or today, you can go by and sign up or call the church office this week. Uh, we would love for you to sign up for that family night. It will be a great night of fellowship to just be able to spend time together. Um, and so we would just invite you to sign up for that in the coming week. 
We are excited that you have chosen to worship with us this morning at Boiling Springs Baptist. Uh, We welcome you here, and we would ask that you would continue with us in our worship this morning. My brothers and sisters, I call you all to worship with the reading of Psalm 106, which is page 524 in your pew Bibles. As you all are turning to that psalm, I just want to say that this is a psalm of confession, a psalm of remembrance, and a psalm of praise of who our God is and what what our God does. Praise the Lord. All give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty doings of the Lord or declare all his praises? Happy are those who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. Help me when you deliver them that I may see the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory in your heritage. Both we and our ancestors have sinned. 
we have committed iniquity, have done wickedly. Our ancestors, when they were in Egypt, did not consider your wonderful works. They did not remember the abundance of your steadfast love, but rebelled against the Most High at the Red Sea. Yet, you, yet he saved them from his, for his name's sake, so that he might make known his mighty power. He rebuked the Red Sea, and it became dry. He led them through the deep as through a desert. So he saved them from the hand of the foe and delivered them from the hand of the enemy. The waters covered their, their adversaries. Not one of them was left. Then they believed his words, and they sang his praise. The word of the Lord. have to leave church now before us <laughs> you had cake yesterday because whose birthday was it Brett's birthday it was Gracie George's come on James you're going to be my helper do you like that 
What is that? What is that? Cake. Cake. Can you tell them out there what it looks like? A cookie. A cookie and what else? Icing. Icing. It looks like sunflower, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. No, no, we're not going to eat it yet. We're going to look at it for just a minute, if that's okay. I think I should have bought a whole lot of cupcakes. What do you think? What I want to talk to you today is about my cupcake, too. But what did we do this week, some of us, on Monday? Did you celebrate something? What did you do? Did You worked. My goodness, what kind of work have you got to be done on Monday? You worked with your cows. Well, I am glad to know you worked with your cows. Did any of you shoot off fireworks? Did any of you eat hamburgers and hot dogs at a picnic? Fourth of July, that's right, it was. You did? That's so good. Now it makes sense, doesn't it? We had a celebration. But we have all kinds of celebrations, don't we? What's another kind of celebration we might have? You had one last night. What was it? What kind of celebration did you have, Luke? A birthday. Can you think of another kind of celebration besides a birthday? What, Aiden? Jesus' birthday. Do you ever celebrate when somebody does something really... Do what? Jesus' birthday. Do you ever celebrate sometime when... No, I want your finger yet. You ever celebrate something just because somebody does something good for you? Do you ever get celebrated because you did something good? I bet you do. I bet your mama tells you you did something really good. Or they might tell you they love you. Something really special. Well, there's somebody in our lives, all of our lives that we don't celebrate very often because he really doesn't have a birthday. But he's with us every single day. And he does special things for us. And sometimes we say thank you and sometimes we don't. Can you think who that might be? Jesus and God. How many times a day does God do something good for you? Every day. That's exactly right. Every day. And how many times do we celebrate the good things he does? Every day? Do we say thank you every day, Luke? No, we don't always say that, do we? So what I thought my cookie would do today, and see, it's really not a birthday cookie. It's a bright, shining sunflower. You like that, don't you, James? Yeah, I can tell. Is I thought that with this sunflower, we could say, thank you, God, And celebrate what he's done for us every single day. Because he loves us. What, Luke? That's right. Thank you, Luke. That's very good. Sunflower is a plant that God made. But he does what God gives us. Food. He gives us air to breathe. He gives us the clothes we wear. And in Revelations, there's a verse that says... I am the omega, which means the beginning. I am the alpha, I mean, sorry. I am the alpha, which is the beginning, and the omega, which is the end, but I am with you always. And that's where God's going to be, isn't he, James? With us always. So today, when something good happens, 
maybe you've done it or you've asked God to do something or to protect you, thank him for it. Celebrate God's love because he takes care of us every single day. And we need to remember that. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for these special children and the love of life that you have given them. It's endless. And when we forget to celebrate what you've done for us today, in your own way, nudge us. And we will remember that you are who gives us this day and who gives us this life. Thank you for these precious children and the families that they belong to. Keep them safe. Watch over them. It's in your child's name, Jesus. Amen. As the children are leaving this morning, uh, we have several prayer concerns I want to make you aware of, many of which you may already be aware of. But uh, let me let you know about one especially. Jane Surratt, many of you know, over a week ago uh, fell. She was there at her daughter's uh, place at Moorhead City on on the coast, North Carolina, and fell and broke her hip. She had surgery there in Moorhead City was really hoping to get back this way for some rehab this week in Shelby, but the doctors and the family did not think that would be best with her riding in the car and maybe needing to get out along the way and those types of things. So uh, in, our, in, our, in the lobby, or not the lobby, but the hall where the offices are, there is a large piece of paper pa- uh, taped to the wall. We are writing messages to Jane. She's going to be in a rehab center for about 7 to 10 days there in Moorhead City. And if you would like to write a note on that piece of paper, uh, we're going to fold that up in a, hopefully a large envelope and mail that to her this week so they can stick it up on the wall there and uh, where she's at. So uh, it will be on the wall as you leave church today, and so I would encourage you to find that. It will also be up tonight as well for those coming to the spiritual growth sessions. So if you'd like to send Jane a note, please feel free to write. and They have markers available and write her a little note, and we'll send her that this week. But be in prayer for Jane and Lynn and the family as they go through this time of transition uh, this trip to the beach turned out to be much, much longer than they had anticipated, and, but they are very grateful. They wanted me to communicate that. They are grateful for your thoughts and your prayers and text and post and, and all the different ways we communicate today. Let's be in prayer this morning as well for Ken Daves. He is at Carolina Medical Center in Charlotte uh, with some bleeding on the brain, and uh, they are trying to determine the best course of action there uh, for him this week. So be in prayer for Ken and Cheryl Daves. Also, uh, Joe Hamrick has been at the Shelby Hospital for a few days, and he should be coming home this morning, so be in prayer for Joe and Brenda. And also Reed Murray. Reed is at home, but he has had several incidences over the last few days with some severe chest pain and had to take some nitroglycerin and those types of things, and so that he, would, he and Irene would very much appreciate your prayers at this time. Also, and we have one more, um, Renee, many of you know, my wife has uh, fractured uh, her arm, but on top of that, tomorrow she's had a, she has a surgery that she's had planned for a couple, two or three months now, but she has a tonsillectomy scheduled tomorrow in Winston-Salem, and um, we're hearing all kinds of stories about this, so you be in prayer for her and for us uh, as we um, head to Winston this afternoon, and we'll be there early in the morning for her surgery there in the morning, so uh, be, be mindful of these and others in our church family who are going through uh, serious times right now that, um, that need our thoughts and prayers. I want to read a passage of scripture. If you have, uh, have any wherewithal with you at, at all and know anything about what's going on within our world today, uh, you have seen some tragic news on your TV screens this week of, of rallies and protests and shootings uh, throughout 
our country in different places. And I want to read a passage of scripture, and then after this scripture is read, I want you to join with me in prayer. I'll have a moment of silence, and then um, for you to lift up your own prayer, and then I will lead us in a prayer together. But I want to read Romans 12, beginning at verse 9. Some words that I think are applicable for us, for thought, and may lead us to action as well. Romans 12, 9, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love and give preference to one another in honor. Not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer. Contributing to the needs of the saints and practicing hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another and do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly and do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. And if possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Father, we come to you this morning with heavy hearts. For those within our congregation that need your prayers, we lift them up to you this, at this time. For those in the hospital, we pray for their healing. For those, uh, uh, those waiting on test results, Father, provide peace and comfort in the midst of these, this anxiety. For those awaiting procedures tomorrow, I, fight, I pray for Renee and Lord for your peace and presence and healing hand on her life. Father, we all come in here today with uh, burdens, with things that, that weigh us down, that, hind- that hinder us from doing what Ellen has charged us with in the children's sermon, and that's celebrating. When we think, sometimes we may have to think longer on some days than others, we have much to celebrate. And so, Father, remind us of those things and help us to focus on those things. Lord, the things that uh, are burdensome to us about our country and about our world and even our own communities, Speak to us and challenge us in ways that we may bring peace, in ways that we may bring love, in, we, in, where, in ways that we may bring fairness and justice and equality. Lord, help us to be conduits of your grace and your mercy and your love. You tell us in your word, Father, that all men will know that we are yours because of our love for one another. Not our big buildings or our great music or the nice things that we can produce. But, Father, we are your children because we'll be recognized as your children because of the love that we have for one another. Lord, sometimes that's easy, and sometimes people are easy to love. And then at other times, Father, that is the most difficult thing in the world to ask of us. So, Father, give us strength when it is the most difficult thing to do. Continue to shower us with your grace and mercy and lead us to walk in a closer relationship with you and help us to be identified as your children. We're thankful for your church, and, Father, we ask that you would use us Father, as we seek to minister within our families and within our community. And Father, I can't help but be mindful of the words of the prayer of St. Francis as I conclude this morning. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there's hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. And where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled, as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, it is in dying to self that we are born to eternal life. Thank you for the gift of your Son. Thank you for hearing these prayer and these words today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
morning. Please bow with me as we go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we've just celebrated our freedom in this country. You've provided us with abundant blessings and freedoms in this great land that we take for granted many times. In spite of our blessings, there's so much unrest and dissension in our country. Father, you've told us in your word, if your people will humble themselves, pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, that you will hear us, forgive us, and heal our land. Lord, you've called us to be peacemakers. Help us to be your peacemakers, Father, here in your church, in our community, and wherever you take us. God, as we now enter into a time of worship, we pray that our worship pleases you. We pray that all that is spoken and done today honors you, the one true God. And Lord, if there is anyone here today that does not know you as their personal Savior and Lord, we pray they make that decision. Great is your faithfulness. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, David. 
I apologize. You guys have been so faithful in your scripture readings on giving the page in the Pew Bible, and I do not have that. But if you would like to turn with me, would invite you to do so uh, to Genesis, uh, or excuse me, Exodus 15. We've been in Genesis. Exodus 15, as we look at verses 1 through 20. Exodus 15, 1 through 20. Now, be mindful that uh, as we enter into this passage, uh, the people, the Hebrew people have just uh, been freed. If you want to say free at last, free at last, they are, uh, they have uh, come out of Egypt. Pharaoh has let the Hebrew people go, uh, but then he decided he wanted to go after them. And so they were faced between the Pharaoh's, you know, the Egyptian army and the Red Sea. And we know that, you know, what God did at the Red Sea with them walking through on dry land. And so know that as I read this, the people of Israel have just arrived on the other side of the Red Sea, and they are doing what Ellen talked about in the children's sermon. They are celebrating. 15.1, Then Moses and the sons of Israel sang this song to the Lord and said, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My father's God, and I will extol him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has cast into the sea. The choicest of his officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deeps cover them, and they went down into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, is majestic in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. And in the greatness of your excellence, you overthrow those who rise up against you. You send forth your burning anger, and it consumes them as chaff. At the blast of your nostrils, the waters were piled up. The flowing waters stood up like a heap. The deeps were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My desire shall be gratified against them. I will draw out my sword, and my hand will destroy them. You blew with your wind, the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters, which is like you among the gods, O Lord. Who is like you, majestic in holiness and awesome in praises, working wonders? You stretched out your right hand and the earth swallowed them. Your loving kindness, you have led the people whom you have redeemed in your strength. You have guided them to your holy habitation. The peoples have heard, they tremble. Anguish has gripped the inhabitants of Philistia. Then the chiefs of Edom were dismayed. The leaders of Moab trembling grips them. And all the inhabitants of Canaan have melted away. Terror and dread fall upon them, and by the greatness of your arm they are motionless as stone. Until your people pass over, O Lord, until the people pass over whom you have purchased, you will bring them and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, the place, O Lord, which you have made for your dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, with which your hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever, for the horses of Pharaoh with his chariots and his horsemen went into the sea. And the Lord brought back the waters of the sea on them. But the sons of Israel walked on dry land through the midst of the sea. Miriam, the prophetess, Aaron's sister, took the timbrel in her hand. And all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dancing. Miriam answered them, Sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and his rider he has hurled into the sea. May God add his blessing to the reading and preaching of his word this morning.
Thank you, David, once again, and thank you, Pam. We're glad to have you here this morning with us. Thank you. The last verse of the hymn that they just played reads, Let every instrument be tuned for praise. Let all rejoice who have a voice to raise. And may God give us faith to sing always. Alleluia, alleluia. Amen, church? Think about that. Let every instrument be tuned for praise. We know every instrument is not always used for praise, but to think about that is, is quite glorious, to use that word. Uh, we're going to talk about something that is probably rarely ever talked about from a Baptist pulpit. Does anybody have any guesses on what that might be? Sex. Women, sex, no, no. <laughs> good, 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 uh, good, good answers, good answers. No, we're going to talk about dancing a little bit this morning. We're going to talk about dancing a little bit this morning. That might be a little more comfortable for me to talk about uh, than the other topic just mentioned. But um, I want you to think, if you, if you will join me, if you will, to think about the last time that you really cut loose. Now, some of you, you may not have had that time because some of you, I will respect, may still fall in the camp that I just don't do that. And if you don't do that, that's okay. But maybe you'll, maybe you'll rethink it a little bit more after today's sermon. Um, but uh, Miriam here in our text this morning that was read was leading the people in singing and dancing. And I, don't, I want you to think with me, if you will, the last time that you just really cut loose. If you were like me, and I grew up, I, you know, I didn't grow up in a, in a legalistic home about this, but I grew up in a home that we just, it, it wasn't really encouraged, but it wasn't really just put down either. I remember one time in my life, uh, for those of the seniors that went to the Flat Rock Playhouse recently, uh, we saw Jerry Lee Lewis in all his glory that day going crazy on that piano. And I remember one time, Great Balls of Fire came on at my grandma's house and my mom just cut loose. She could not, she could not help herself. And that, that image sticks out in my mind very vividly. I just was sitting there, I was in middle school probably, and I'd never seen my mom act like that. And uh, I was quite shocked and taken back. Um, but it was just a, it was one of those things where you almost shed a tear afterwards. It's just like, it's great to see people dance. Is it not? It's great. It really is. And I remember at my middle school sock hops, I would be one of those who like all the others in middle, who wants to dance? Nobody wants to dance in middle school. And, uh, you just lean against the wall, you know, you look cool, you know, and, uh, you maybe hang out near the punch bowl, you know, maybe help a, somebody that you like with some food or something, you know, or you sit on the bleachers, but it was, it was a slow trans transgression with, or not, not, well, hopefully it wasn't a transgression, uh, a, a, a slow, a slow transition. Let me use that word. That's better. Um, but a slow transition into, you know, starting to dance a little bit in high school. And then in college, you would find yourself at a wedding here or there and that kind of thing. And it was one of those things that I'm like, I don't know why we have discouraged this. Now, let, let me state the obvious. There are obvious reasons why we sometimes may discourage dancing a certain kinds of dancing. And I understand that. Uh, but at the same time, there's something so freeing. There's something so joy-filled about true celebration. And this sermon may be a little odd this morning in light of some events in our news this week. But I think you would agree with me that we could use a little celebration in our lives and in the church today. We have so much to bring us down outside of this place. And as we watch our screens, whether it's the phone or the tablet or the computer or the TV... Uh, we have so much to bring us down. We could use a little celebrating in the church. But it's one place that we often don't find celebrating. You and I have reason to celebrate, do we not? 
We stand here victorious today over sin and over death because of what Christ has done for you and me. And his message is good news. Aiden has a Wii U gaming console. And um, Alan, he still wants to play you in some games, by the way. He found out you have one. So, uh, But we played some Mario Kart, which is a racing game together. But he has a, a, a game called it's Disney Dance Party. And some of you who have children or grandchildren, you may have heard of this. But I have found myself dancing to, well, it's no longer Hannah Montana, but it's, I don't know what it is, but it's uh, our, the, the Austin and Alley, uh, you know, anyway, some of these Disney shows. And I'm finding, and, and the Wii U is smarter than I am, it, it tells me who is doing the motions better, Aiden or I, in the way we move the remote as we dance. And we do all this and this and all these things. And so Aiden, 95% of the time, I've only won like twice, but, and I break a huge sweat and I'm ready for a nap and, and some Gatorade afterwards. But uh, he wins almost every time. But anyway, there's something that, that is beneficial about that. There's something, if I'm, if I'm stressed because of something or just concerned about something, uh, maybe just, you know, all the things that I have to do at home, at work, or here and there, and we can turn on that dance party. And as much as I don't want to do it, I find myself feeling a whole lot better after I spend a little time uh, having a good time with Aiden on that dance party. We're all, we're introduced to dancing here for the first time. Well, I say first time, I believe it's the first time in scripture. And the dancing is led by whom other than a worship leader. I thought I'd have a little fun with this and say that I don't think one of the qualities we are looking for in our next music and adult minister is the ability to dance. But we see that here in the worship leader that we find in Miriam here in our text. We've been on a journey this summer. We've looked at different characters, and today we're looking at Miriam, uh, maybe one that has, uh, deserves more attention, I believe. The scripture tells us that and introduces us to her as a prophetess, and I would add worship leader as well. She's identified here in the Old Testament at a, at a very key time for the, for the people of Israel as they have come through the Red Sea, as they have left the slavery and the bondage that is Egypt, and they are for the first time free, and they are celebrating that here in Exodus 15. She's the older sister of Moses and took great pride in being about seven years older than Moses and looking after Moses. As you read through the different texts of Miriam, you see that uh, as you read through her story this morning. But she is leading the people in dancing and in singing as they have escaped Pharaoh in Egypt and have made their way through the Red Sea. When we think about Scripture, we think about, or when we think about celebrations in Scripture, they are marked by singing and dancing, and it's, it seems to be a staple in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. The most maybe vivid imagery that I have when I think of celebration, I think of Jesus, and I think of the New Testament, we think of John chapter 2 and Jesus at the wedding at Cana in the water, into wine, and uh, we, we, we sense this, this uh, environment of celebration. We also see this as well when the father threw a big party for the prodigal son who returned home. We know of David dancing before the Ark of the Covenant. We know of several scriptures that uh, it's hard to see these two um, contrasted. Uh, June Hobbs could give me the right word for when you put two words, opposite words against each other. But we see this numerous times in both Proverbs and sometimes in Psalms where the scriptures say that God has turned my mourning into joyful dancing. The last place that we would be for mourning would be the dancing, and the last place that we would be if we were experiencing the dancing would be in the midst of the mourning. 
I do have a, something that just came to my mind when uh, I was a pastor in Rural Hall. One of the most beautiful things that I've ever seen happen took place, though, combining these two with the mourning and the dancing. But the, the grandchild, who was a dancer, had danced all her life since a very young age, danced in front of her grandfather's casket to a very appropriate song that her uh, brother, who was, ve- who was a pianist in his own right, played. And it was one of the most beautiful things that I'd ever seen at a funeral. Uh, right there in the front of the church uh, when, you know, we talk about Baptists are, you know, known for what we're known for about our dancing. And so I, I just thought that that it's a very vivid memory where I, I sense the, the mourning and the dancing coming, coming in together. But in the U.S., uh, when we think about our country, we have a lot to celebrate. Um, <clears throat> we understand what that looks like. This, uh, last, this was the last year. I thought it would be last year, but our house took longer to sell than we anticipated. But I'm thankful and praise the Lord that in August we will be closing or somebody will be, will be selling our home uh, in August. And so we're excited about that. So we went back one more time for the fireworks in King. And I say this for those of you who haven't heard me talk about it, but they shoot off fireworks really from, I mean, here's our yard. We're looking out across our yard. There's a walking track from the park next door a football field, and then the softball field right next to that, you can see the fireworks leaving the ground from our yard. And we've seen that every year for almost 13 years, unless we were on a mission trip or a camp or something like that. And uh, we went back one more time this year to see that. And so we've celebrated. That's been a special thing for our family. We were able to to join in with some friends of ours, and we celebrated not only uh, being there in our home, but as we see the fireworks and, and we do different things around the 4th of July with our friends and family, I hope we remember truly why we are celebrating. We have a lot to celebrate as a country. Even though we have some difficult times right now and some issues that are quite complex and need to be worked through with love and forgiveness and with patience, uh, we still have much to celebrate as a country. And if you remember with me, uh, I I can only remember from pictures. Some of you could remember from uh, seeing it or hearing loved ones talk about it. But when we think we cannot forget the photographs of those filling the streets and celebrating the end of World War II, Bands playing, uh, boyfriends, girlfriends kissing, uh, dancing was taking place in the streets. A true celebration uh, was, was, was taking place there. Uh, but the celebrations also go with great moments in areas of all of our lives. We seem made, there's something in us, something maybe in our DNA that has this uh, desire to celebrate. You and I gather for birthday parties for our children or for special loved ones within our family. We gather together for anniversaries. What I think it's just, it, it's so great to be in a church where we've had so many that have celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. That is something to celebrate. Uh, we've, one last week, Bob and Rose, 60 years, right? Am I right there? 62? 60. 60 years. So that's, that's what a wonderful celebration. We've had many that have celebrated graduations recently. And what do you do? You know, you don't just throw out a little candle and, you know, you know I mean, you, you, you call the friends and the family, you, you pull out, pull out, you know, you take out a loan, you do whatever you have to do, you know, you, uh, you, you celebrate. And this fact, you know, that we've gotten through high school and that's a great achievement, you know, it really is. And then it's even bigger celebration. You get through college. And then after that, it's kind of like, well, you got your master's and way to go, you know, but, um, but no, we, we celebrate these things and there's something in us that's that we desire to do that last night we were celebrating bread happy birthday Brett I think it is today right yesterday was the party but I believe today's the birthday if I remember hearing that right so happy birthday Brett But Brett, we were all celebrating yesterday with Brett. And Brett was celebrating with all these new games and music and, and things that he got yesterday. 
But we have much to celebrate, and there's something about us that, that loves to do that. I remember when uh, I was on a mission trip in Kentucky, and uh, they told me this could happen, and I didn't believe it. They said, we're going to build a house in a week. I didn't quite believe it. But when I showed up that morning, Monday morning at 6 a.m., the, the block, the foundation was there. By about 8, 9 p.m., the floor was laid, and immediately the plumbers and electricians were underneath the house while the walls were going up. By the end of the first day, we were nailing a roof on about 7 p.m. Monday night. We were nailing a roof on the house with, it, with just the frame. Now, it wasn't the first time they, they did this. They've, they've been at it. The first time they did this, it took them two or three weeks to build a house. But the week that I went to Kentucky with College Park Baptist Church in Winston-Salem, I was at my home church at East Flat Rock, took about 8, 10, 12 youth up there, and we worked with this church, and we moved the family in with furniture and appliances Thursday night. Four days, we moved them in a house. Well, on Friday, we celebrated. And we celebrated in a way that I thought was a little different. And I look back on it, and I truly loved it. I truly enjoyed it. But I don't know if it was what you call square dancing or line dancing, but we went under this huge open-air thing, and we had to partner up, and we got in a line, and we did all these, you know, you come in, and you come out, and you do the line, things like this, and line, you know, and I had a blast, and we celebrated with the family and with all the workers that we put this house on, and it was burning up hot. We were all sweating and stinking, but we were still dancing with one another, and it was absolutely wonderful and absolutely pure and and just a a wonderful environment uh, to do that in and a great way to celebrate. But Miriam was a remarkable Jewish leader in her own right. She always shared the spotlight again with her brothers Moses and Aaron, but she held her own with them, it's never, and it's never been forgotten. When they walked across the sea of water on dry land, they were free for the first moment. Again, we've, we've referenced several celebrations, several themes of, of what that could look like, of, of coming home from World War II or, or, other, or other things. Uh, she grabbed the tambourine and led the people in a great service of worship, singing and dancing and celebrating. If you can imagine all of your favorite teams winning the whatever national championship or state championship, if it's for your team here, you know, in the area, um, you know, and your kids graduating. And if you can imagine, put all the greatest things together that you can imagine and think that what that must feel like, it, it probably only barely compared to how the people of Israel felt after leaving the slavery and the bondage of Egypt and traveling through the Red Sea, not knowing there at first how what was going to happen as Pharaoh's army was approaching and the Red Sea was ahead of them, but yet the waters, the winds, blew the waters back and they walked through on dry land. And when they got to the other side and knew what happened with Pharaoh's army and they were buried in the bottom of the sea, there was truly a sense of celebration and truly a sense of freedom. They didn't know where they were going next, but they knew that they were no longer in slavery. They knew they were no longer in bondage. As I conclude this morning, I want us to look back and think back over the last year. We have much to celebrate as a church. We have a new men's Sunday school class that's, that is growing and it's reaching men. That is something to celebrate. We have right at around 20 people that have come to Boiling Springs Baptist and said, we want to grow here with you. We want to plant our roots here and we want to raise our children here and we want to join in together with the people of Boiling Springs Baptist Church. That is something worth celebrating. We have growing support for an active food pantry. We've had several baptisms over the last year. We'd love to see even more in the coming year. We've had someone on staff whose main responsibility is now preschool and school-aged children, and we're beginning to see some fruit from that. We have more people involved in ministry than we did a year ago. That's something to celebrate. 
Now this morning we have several that are out of town last week and this, you know, in the midst of transition and, and traveling and vacating. But we're excited to see that more people are plugged into ministry. And next year at this time, I would love to see even more people plugged into ministry than, than we currently have. We have people growing in their relationship with Christ. Um, I'm pleased to say that we're, I'm talking with two people who, one of which is starting a new class after Labor Day uh, for those that are in their 20s. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about these kinds of conversations. We have some in our congregation who have heard the words in the last year, cancer-free. And people, that is something worth celebrating. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. All these things are worth throwing a party over. This is good news that we should celebrate. And the best news that the churches have been communicating for centuries is that news that God created you, he loves you, he desires to walk with you and live with you and have a relationship with you, and he's provided a way for you to be with him not only now but for all of eternity, and that's through his son Jesus Christ. And this is good news that we should communicate and good news that we should celebrate. And as I close, I want to ask you this morning that in the midst of the questions that are unanswered, in the midst of the problems and the complexities that we go through as a nation and as a country and as a community and as in our own families, will you join me in finding those things that we can celebrate? And let's throw a party. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for the things that we can celebrate. I thank you that you have provided a way for us to know you, to live with you, to be with you, not only in commune with you in this life and right where we are now, but, Father, for all of eternity. And, Father, what a celebration that is going to be. Father, we look forward to that celebration. But, Lord, in the meantime, as I've heard some say, meantime living, Lord, help us to celebrate the things that we can find in our lives to celebrate. We're thankful that some have their report of cancer-free. We're thankful, Father, that we're seeing you work in the hearts and lives of your church. We're thankful for the things that we see you doing among your people. Father, help us to find those things. Help us to, to, uh, to celebrate at every opportunity that we may have. We thank you again for the good news found in your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for Miriam, who led the way for us and for many others in knowing what it means to celebrate. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing a song this morning. It's the servant song. Some of you may know it. It's got a great message about serving one another. And I'm thankful for the ways that I see that here at Bowling Springs Baptist. I want to invite you, if, if you have the desire to pray, the altar is open. Uh, if you have the desire to share a concern with me or, or have to, I would love to pray with you. Or if you would like to join and be a part of what's going on here at Boiling Springs Baptist, we would invite you to come and to talk with me about membership. Let's stand and sing together.
I want to encourage you to find something to celebrate this week and uh, join some others and um, enjoy that time together. It's a blessing to see you here today. If you're glad, and glad you're in God's house today, would you say amen? amen? Amen. Well, I hope each of you have a blessed week this week. Remember to pray for those who we mentioned earlier who are going through some tough times right now and uh, be mindful of them. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your grace and your mercy in our lives. We thank you for those times uh, that we have to celebrate uh, with others that are important to us. And Father, help us to look for those as we leave this place today. Lord, help us to be your light in the midst of the darkness. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.